This, this podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hi, I'm Gary DeHine, a member of the Mascot Support Group, and you're listening to the Mascot Support Group Podcast. Disclaimer, the voices and opinions of this podcast do not represent the teams, organizations, or employing the host or special guest. The OIW Podcast Network and Altai Energy proudly present to you the Mascot Support Group Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Mascot Support Group Podcast, presented by OIW Podcast Network. Make sure you guys check out check out all of the amazing shows on the OIW Podcast Network, which including very soon the Penalty Sports Podcast, and of course, Wrestling is Rage. And that show has myself and JMB. Unfortunately, JMB is not with us this evening because he did start a brand new job this week. I am joined by, with, with one of my co-hosts, um, Irvin, and Crystal is at her job site in New York at the moment. So, Irvin, how you doing? Doing good. Are you waiting for, are you know who we have this evening? Yep, ready. So, first off, um, we have um, a veteran mascot performer that's been doing it since 2006. We have Scott. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And, Last our last episode, we had one legend of Dave Raymond, and we have another legend with us tonight, because our main talk this evening is this is a mascot news episode. Good Morning America introduced a brand new mascot, and we have one of the designers with us. Tom, welcome. <laughs> So how are you guys doing this evening? I'm doing great. <laughs> Living the dream. So, like I just said, um, this episode is going to be very heavy with mascot news because we love it when new mascots get introduced. And, and a fun thing about Tom, we're going to talk about it, that he is a legend when it comes to on creating mascots. I don't know. <laughs> so some of the most iconic mascots we know in college, he pretty much have um have created them, designed them. So and and we're gonna be talking about um we're gonna be ranking a few conference college conferences mascot as well. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be lots of fun. So we're gonna kick it off guys with our Good Morning America mascot, Ray. So, Tom, what was that like? Well, it was a fun project. You mentioned Dave Raymond. Dave and I have worked together probably close to 25 years, uh, collaborated on dozens of projects. And uh, a few months ago, he called me with an opportunity to work on a Good Morning America design. And uh, he mentioned that Randy Carfagno, who's a builder there in New York, and have built several of my designs, would be building this thing, but they needed it fairly quickly. So they brought me in to give them concepts. Uh, Dave had focus groups with the GMA group, and they gave me kind of a general direction. And uh, the way I approach these things is I write down every associative word I can think of 
like for Good Morning America, everything from sunrise to any word I can think of that would support uh, what they were looking for personality-wise. And we gave them about nine different designs, and they honed those down to uh, kind of a fun little character. We knew it had to be fun. We knew it had to be brightly colored, probably sun-colored. And uh, so Ray was born as a design. And uh, I got to present that to them. They signed off on it. Uh, Randy Carfagno built it. And I think it was last Thursday they introduced it on the show. And so far, he seems very well received. So I think Chris Bruce actually wore the uh, costume for the introduction, did a great job with it. So. It's like, I, I think so as well, because like I say, we, try and, we, um, we do our best not to give up performers, but... Um... He's a, he's a legendary performer. He's he's sure. brought so many characters to life right. that um that we respect him so much. Respect everyone for doing what they did so quickly because yeah. it felt like it was a very quick um um introduction, quick turnaround. Because I know Crystal was uh, I'm looking for that her because like I said I've I've tons of notes. And, and in our group chats, we, we talk about everything. And why can I find her notes right now? Um, where, like, like you, you taught us what it was like when it came to um, getting, getting the gig. Like, what other inspirations did you use um, to come up with Ray? Well, one of the things I always do is I'm a big fan of <laughs> Google Images. I love to see what other people are doing uh, so much as to kind of figure out what things might work, what little traits and little trinkets that you can pick up on. But also, I don't want to copy somebody else's work. I want to create an original design. So I kind of build a base around that. And like I said, I create kind of a word list of, and I check them off about what what I want to and how I can incorporate those into a design, you know, everything from sun rays to uh, my favorite Muppets, <laughs> which he has a lot of Muppet in him, you know, but there's a reason for that. I mean, everybody loves those characters. They're, they're fuzzy there. And, and if you look at Ray, he's a big fuzzy character. He's lovable. We try to build all that into it. Uh, I know Dave and I talk all the time about the need for like a neutral expression. And when you're designing, you know, you try to work that in, but I explain to people all the time that Harry Dog at the University of Georgia is one of the, one of the meanest looking mascots you can think of. He's frowning. He's got teeth. He's got 28-inch biceps. He's got massive shoulders. And yet kids absolutely love that character. So it, there's not a given. There's not an absolute that it has to be a neutral expression. But that's what we were working for with Ray and let the performer bring it to life. And that's what I mentioned. Chris did a great job. Randy did a great job on the costume to start with, but Chris did a great job bringing it out. I just had a conversation with Ken Solomon about two weeks ago about it. And we were talking about, he's writing a book, which is, it, it should be an interesting book because he's been Rocky for almost 35 years now. And uh, we talked about the things that it takes to make one of these characters successful. And I like to think my part's important, which is coming up with a backstory and a character design. That's the first leg of the stool. And then you gotta have a great costume which I've worked with just about every builder in the country over the years. And of course that third part is the performer and the performer can bring out that personality. You can help set it, 
but ultimately it comes down to what that performer does. And you take away any one of those three parts and you're not going to be as successful. But uh, in this case, I think we covered it. So let me know um, someone that's in our watching on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. His name is Polo on Wildcat Studios. I'm going to put something that he put. Is he designed our logo that you see um, behind, behind me? I see it. So, so he said this. That's what sometimes uh, he does when he's looking for inspiration. Search for images online, but not, not copy or take them. Right. Absolutely. So, well, I admire seeing other people's work. It's a fantastic work out there. And I enjoy seeing other people's work as I do doing my own. You know, and I, it's amazing to, I incorporated in 89 as real characters uh, off of the success of Harry Dog at Georgia. I just, I was getting so many calls to do characters that I started Real Characters Incorporated. And to watch this industry grow over this period of time has been nothing short of amazing. Uh, the size of it coming out of COVID, uh, the response we've gotten where people set on their costumes. Uh, at International Mascot, we're building seven and eight months out right now. And that seems to be across the industry. But that's a good sign. That's how busy everybody is in the popularity of these mascots. And like I said, it's all in, it's all in part of the creators, the builders, the performers have made this this whole area successful. So you're talking about origin stories. And this uh, so did you come up with the one for Way? What's that? Did you come, come up, up with, with the backstory for Way? That was actually the focus group that I mentioned in this case, and sometimes that happens. Uh, Dave Raymond actually went up to New York and met with the whole staff and, and got input from everybody on what they were looking for from a personality standpoint, a feel. And they kind of wrote out their thoughts and sent them to me in that case. And then the first thing I did was sit down with it and I took a pencil and literally circled what I thought every key word was. And the dominant key word was energy through all of that presentation. So I teed off of that. I kind of do a priority list of what I want to accomplish with the design. So in that case, now a lot of times, like with Rocky the Mountain Lion, I just came up with the backstory from scratch. I just thought we needed it. It was a fun story. <laughs> so every now and then we'll write them from scratch. But like I said, we get focus groups, uh, a lot of clients have an amazing history, which I try to listen to and find out whether it's a history of a color, a look, a feel, a slogan, uh, any of those things you look for to build into the personality of a character. So what I'm going to do real quick um, before I draw um, to Scott and Irving for some questions, um, I'm, I'm going to read the, the origin story of Ray. As viewers across America turned on the TVs at 7 a.m., to turn into GMA, the moment caused a power surge, sparking a chain reaction and sending electrical from every household to Times Square in New York. The energy is made up of love, happiness, family, hope, mm-hmm. kindness, strength, and resilience that is present in every GMA viewer's home. This is the morning energy that makes the world go round all comes together in one place and transforming into Ray. Mm-hmm. So right. that's what they came up with. Right. Um, what we are going to do, guys, for those that have not seen the introduction, we will put it on the YouTube and our, our descriptions and where you can watch it. So you know what? I I, I asked Scott and Irvin um, if they were like, 
did a little research on this because when I, I know when I told Scott, he was like, wow, interesting. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Scott first. Do you have any questions about um this process? Yeah. I, I, one question I have, like when you're designing the costume, how much, I know that there's like a visual aspect, but how much does like the functionality for like the performer inside come into play? Oh, it's absolutely, you have to know that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I value is my relationship with as many performers as I know around the country and that have worn my costumes and I expect feedback from them and I hear it all the time. And I think you're, you're selling yourself short if you don't consider that, if you don't mm -hmm. talk to your performers. Um, like I said, I've worn a costume just enough to know how hard it is to see at times mm -hmm. and, and it's hot and it's a lot of things that you have to, have to take into consideration and we do as much as we can with those points, but we get it back from the performers. You know, they'll tell us uh, mm -hmm. they don't like a particular material, for example, mm -hmm. or if there's a particular fur that mats up, I hate that. And people that don't brush out their costumes and we listen to all those things. If that's a problem, weight yeah. is a big thing. Uh, we get that a lot from performers, uh, particularly with taller costumes, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. So we try to consider the weight, the comfort, uh, for example, at IMC, we came up with our own helmet. We just decided there were so many different helmets and people problems that we designed our own with a removable liner and adjustable pads in it to make it as comfortable as possible. And again, I expect feedback. Uh, Jeremy Legg wears a lot of our costumes. Wayne Jordan wore a lot of my costumes. Uh, there are people all around the country. Dave Raymond, of course, Ken all over the country that have worn these costumes and that input is a good question because those in, that input's invaluable when you're designing a character. Irving, do you have anything? Um like how how did um everything like came like came up like together with this whole thing? What group of how many group of people did um came with the idea of Ray? Well, I think um, Good Morning America, as they tour around the country, everywhere they go, they bring in a mascot. I know just recently they did a show from here in Atlanta and they brought in Freddie Falcon, you know, as part of the thing. There were some other mascots too. And they made the decision that they wanted their own character. And immediately they would go to Dave Raymond for all the obvious reasons. He's the man to go to. And Dave put the team together because of all the years that Dave and I have worked together and Randy's built his costumes, he thought the three of us would be the best team. So it was actually Dave that put that group together and it worked out really well. It was a fun project. Awesome. You talked about how um, he has almost this Muppet feel. Right. Um, I say, do you have any influence like, on like Tim Hansen, um, creation shop or sesame workshop as influences for you like growing up before you got well, into designing i don't see how you can be in this business without having jim henson be an influence <laughs> but it's uh even from before i was even had an, any idea that i would ever do a mascot i was a jim henson fan and i go back to when he did his first black and white commercials with a bread company and he had the puppets and they were hilarious because the first part of my career, I was an advertising art director and creative director and doing a lot of ads. And I was always impressed uh, with those spots as old as they were. And then it dawned on me one day that what he was doing with Sesame Street had an educational slant to it. 
And that stuck with me. And I always thought if I ever get in this business, I want to have an educational arm to, to what I do. And to that end, of course, I, I would love to have been the next Jim Henson. I'm not, but, uh, it, within my whole portfolio, I've got several healthcare characters, educational characters, everything from call before you dig seat belts, uh, health, children's health care. And those are some of my favorite characters because they go out and educate. They actually educate people. Uh, we do workbook activity books, supporting the characters that they give out at these shows and things. So yeah, Jim Henson was a huge influence. Uh, as far as art style, uh, there's an illustrator you may or may not know named Jack Davis, and he was a Mad Magazine illustrator, but he was also a huge University of Georgia graduate. And, and even when I was in school in the late 60s, he was doing these unbelievable bulldog drawings and artwork for the covers and programs. And his artwork is legendary with Georgia people. And he was the big influence for me doing Harry Dog. I didn't want to recreate the, the Jack Davis dog, but I wanted something that would have that kind of effect on people. Uh, Jack passed away a few years ago, but he is and will always be my design inspiration. So. You know, like, like, um, like just in, in general, like your creation, like literally like my first, mascot that i fell in love with mm -hmm. was spotty of michigan state mm -hmm. like and when i saw that you created him i was like wow <laughs> like one of the most iconic big 10 mascots right well spotty was an interesting care it was an interesting thing because they called me in uh 89 i guess they had, they had seen harry dog on espn and they found me i hadn't i had just started my company and uh the their history I always look up the history of a mascot what did they have who built it how long did they use it was there a problem with it uh why are you changing it well they never really had a real sparty mascot they had a cartoon called brutus which is a very retro looking head uh, with a big chin and whiskers and things but it's a neat retro cost uh cartoon but they had this paper mache head that somebody did that they actually, they actually put into some games and you can look it up and see it. It is, it's something I, I don't like criticizing other people's work, but I thought, boy, this is wide open. I've got a real opportunity here to do something original and neat. And uh, so I designed Sparty and originally had a kind of a Jay, Jay Leno chin, the first one that I built. And I was working with a really good builder named Keith Bailey. And uh, Keith worked with his sculpture, and they narrowed the chin down a little bit to what you see today. But he's been very consistent since we created that character in 1989. Uh, I recently talked to them, and they said they have a standing order for three costumes a year with custom costumes. They just have a standing order to order new Sparty costumes. He's that popular. Wow. So, like, I say like one thing about all podcasts. Like people for the first time listening, yes, we do have agenda and what we're going to talk about, but we improv as well. And mm -hmm. first, I have an opportunity to have you on on on, on this podcast. It's like a dream. So well, it's like, <laughs> like if we do not if we do not get to our rankings on this week, they'll be in the next episode. So, um. Like like I said earlier, um, Polo Wirecat Studio. He is a designer. He designed a few things, um, 
and he just gave a very interesting fact to us. Wow. Like, he, he, I'm right here. Didn't you know um, cartoonist Guy, uh, can I say last name, designed mascots for a few teams like New Britain Wildcats mm-hmm. and the Brooklyn Sea Dogs, and he's a Muppet fan. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, and what? And one of our good um, regulars on the podcast, um, Matt Bingle, mm-hmm. Bingle Puppet Troops. I, I then we say check, um, check, check them out. Marty Monster, um, um, they've done amazing like shows, and of course we said it last time. Jim Henson um, influenced all of us. Big time, it's yeah. a creation, um, and we love hearing and hearing stories about him because we've had, like I said, you 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 use this inspiration. Wow. We had Dan Scott who played Raphael in the Ninja Turtle movie one and two, also worked with Jim Henson. So it's like mm-hmm. I just love hearing those stories um, throughout. Your um career of designing. What what made you say to yourself, you know what, I want to go into the mascot field. <laughs> well, I I've told people the story. It kind of found me. I re- I would like to say that I had made a conscious decision uh, to do that. But like I said, I had a really good advertising career, and the popularity of of Harry Dog. I started getting so many calls. That's the reason I had to form Real Characters Incorporated, uh, and it just kind of took over. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I love the creative process. Uh, it's it's great fun to one see it come to life and to meet all the people that I've had the good fortune to meet from, like I said, builders and performers and other uh, costume designers. But I think the greatest reward is you create these things, you design them, you like it, you put it out there. But it's to see people react to it. It's to see people accept the work and believe it. And, and I've told the story over and over in interviews of the first Georgia football game I went to when Harry Dog was on the field. And I thought I would have a head as big as a stadium. I thought, man, I'm going to have this massive ego. Uh, and I didn't feel a thing. I sat in the thing and he was on the field and everybody liked it. And I thought I, I thought I would really, really get more out of this. Dadgummit. They came to a television break, and I noticed a lot of activity in the stands. And down, and I looked down, and all these kids were running uh, to the hedge because Harry Dog was there to sign autographs. And I've told people, I said, literally, the hair on my neck stood up, and I thought, that's it. That's what I was looking for. That's what I want to see is acceptance of what we do. I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. We like to create those moments of happiness or magic, you know, so a suspension of belief. <laughs> The reason I named my company Real Characters is I wanted my characters real from two feet or 200 feet. I don't want you to walk up to it and think there's a person inside a cheap costume. You you assume the character, you know, and it is the character. It is Harry Dog. It is Sparty. It is Udi at Delaware. It is Rocky the Mountain Lion. You know, it's not a person in a costume. And I think that's the thing I look for in all my creations is to watch the acceptance. And and Ray was no exception. I mean, he, I'm nervous, you know, the morning is this thing comes out. It's like anything else. I want to see people like it. I want to see it work. Uh, and I think it's going to be a huge success for them. Irving, do you have any more questions like uh, or, or thoughts man, right now? Man, uh, man, Sparty from Michigan State is really, really huge, man. That, that's awesome. Um, 
what was what was your idea with Sparty? To do Sparty? Yeah, yeah, to do Sparty, yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing I mentioned earlier. I do a whole exercise where I look into the history uh, of the name, uh, what it what it meant to really be a Spartan. I looked into the history of the school and certainly the colors. They do a lot of emphasis on green and white, which gave me the armor color right off the top. Uh, I even look at people's logos to see if I can incorporate them into the into the costume because you got to do that, uh, particularly with a corporate character or a school. You want to have the right identification on it. So really, as far as the inspiration, it's the same kind of thing. I looked at Brutus. Uh, his helmet is similar to Brutus's, but not exactly. I kind of picked off the visor uh, for Sparty. I wanted kind of that to be a, a little tribute back to their history. So that's, that's a lot of the things that I look at. Uh, like I said, I learned more about Michigan State. <laughs> I even went up there and visited the campus. Uh, did the same thing with the University of Delaware because I had no idea what a fighting blue hen was. But before I started designing this thing, I wanted to go get educated on it. And it was very helpful. So that's kind of what I do. It's just like I said, as you break the character down, you learn as much as you can about your client, what they want, uh, and what you can bring to it. Uh, I did the same principle when I was in the advertising business. You listen to your clients. They got a product. They know more about it than you do. Uh, but then you've got your expertise that you can bring to it. And then every now and then we get to create my own character from scratch, which I get to do my own thing in the backstories. And I've done several of those. So. That's nice. I think Scott. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Michigan man, Big Ten. But <laughs> okay. this party is fantastic. I've always loved that one. Just like thank you. The 24 inch pythons it has on it. And <laughs> It's it's fantastic, but uh, I think I, I worked at so I worked at Hershey Park. I did the candy bars. I think that was international right. mascots. Yeah, we build all of those characters. Yeah, because yeah. when you mentioned the helmet inside, right, I was like, that sounds like the candy bars. <laughs> yeah, extremely comfortable. So thank you. They, they were they were great. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I had. Just I had that, and then just the Sparty thing. I I've always loved looking at Sparty. It's just a, the details are fantastic. Well, I've gotten more requests probably to do a Sparty-like character than any other yeah. particular genre. Oh, yeah. Past. And, uh, and I've probably done probably a couple of dozen Knights, Warriors, Spartans, Warriors over the years uh, based off of the success of that character. Is it is it harder to design a, a more like, – like with Ray, it's obviously like fuzzy and, and crazy mm – -hmm. But when you have to design like a more humanoid looking mascot, is it more difficult? Yeah, I, I kind of think it is, yeah. but you just keep working with it. That's what I do. And again, it's that kind of thing where I don't want to copy anybody's work. So you try to come up with a little different nose or the yeah. eyes. I, I'm real big on the eyes being right. That's kind of where I start. Mm -hmm. uh, the expression is with the eyes and the eyebrows and, then you got the cheeks, you got the bridge of the nose, you got the size of the chin. Is it open mouth, closed mouth, a grin? Yeah. You know, does it show teeth? It's all white teeth. You got a lot of options to work with on a human character. But um, yeah, they can be difficult, but it's also the same thing that the most rewarding ones are the difficult ones. Yeah. Because when you break through and when you crack, you know, crack the, the situation open and it works, uh, it's very rewarding. You know, you feel like you accomplished a little bit more. It's um, 
So we talked about how the origin of way. We talked about how you can't uh, how the signs, how everything just came together. Right. Um. Well, the thing is, a fun fact um, about about it in general between you, Dave, and Wendy. They're saying um um been over a hundred and thirty character, hundred and thirty mascots. I think combined between right. you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is very impressive. When I saw that fact, I was like, wow. Well, thank you. Yeah, I have never counted them up because a lot of times I'll do them like I did my daughter's elementary school. I did a little Oak Grove Eagle for them named Grover. Probably my daughter's 32 now, so she was in, her, in the second grade when I did Grover. I'm still doing Grover. I've done everything from elementary schools up to working with Sony Pictures on the uh, Angry Bird uh, costumes for the, pro the movie. Wow. And when I count up all the different versions and the original ones I've done, I'm close to 300 characters all over the country now. So it's, it kind of blows my mind at times, but I look at my, I look through my folders on my computer and I go, good Lord, when did I do all these things? But I love every one of them. Every one of them is a challenge. Every one of them is fun. So. Oh, it, it definitely is um, fun to see how everything comes together. Because at one point someone did ask, "Can you please bring in more manufacturers, um, designers? Mm -hmm. Because we always want to inspire people, inspire the next generation." Right. So, that's a fun. That's a big fun part of my job at International Mascot. Uh, Joel had actually Joel Levy, the owner out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, had actually built several costumes for me in the early '90s, and uh, from my designs. And Chick-fil-A hired me to redesign their little chicken mascot, but they wanted multiples. They wanted hundreds of costumes, and I didn't do that. So I brought Joel in because I knew that was his strength, you know, in building those things. And that became the cows, the Chick-fil-A cows that you see now. But the interesting thing is he brought me in about 11 years ago to help work as a creative director with IMC to get their clients up. I kept real characters open. That was our deal because I had too many clients with real characters. But the rewarding part of managing this office in Tucker of International Mascot is just what you talked about, Charlie, is I get to see the young talent come in. I interview, I hire people, I hire sculptures, seamstresses, uh, everything to shippers and receivers in the warehouse. Uh, we built over 6,000 cows in this, this particular office down here. Plus, we do prototyping. We do the sonic drive-in characters. But to see the young talent come up and to see them learn and to see what they bring to the to the industry. Everybody's got new ideas. We're constantly getting new materials, new foams, new glues, all those things that we mentioned. But it's really important to stay involved with the builders and understand what they do. I get asked all the time by new clients, what is going to be in my costume? What kind of material is it going to be? Where am I going to see? Does it have a fan? Do you have cooling vests? You need to understand all those things. And like I said, my knowledge of it comes from working directly with the builders and to working directly with the performers. And you put all that information together and you can answer pretty much any question. Uh, if, let's say, Irvin, do you have anything in your, uh, in your thoughts with everything that's, that's being said? Because <laughs> I, know you, I, I, know, I, I know you've done a few different um, companies on um, characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh. I'm trying to remember who, like, I think someone recently told me um, they were doing the international mascot um, kill, because I can't remember who it was, because um, we've, uh, like, we, if if I tell you the story, the origin of everyone that's in the mascot support group on the podcast, um, we all come together because we want to help the next gen- generation, the, right. ne- the future. Irving, he is the future. <laughs> a college kid. Just started college this year. Right. Been, been sitting up since, since 2018. And, and a fun thing about him is Boston Children's um, Hospital just shared his story. Mm-hmm. Um, Irving, explain that to um, Tom real quick. Yeah, so uh, so just I just recently just done this article and mm-hmm. Boston Children. I, I've been doing a lot of things with Boston Children's. Um, I have CP, and uh, I barely people that didn't, didn't even know. Uh, but um, so when I was here, like, should I like tell my story, Charlie? Is that fine? This might took a little bit. You know what? Um, we, we can save that for an upcoming episode. An upcoming episode, yeah. But uh, so when I was when I was little, uh, I had I had I looked up to uh, so many mascots, even even from your company as well. Um, mm-hmm. like the Bulldogs, Sparty, um, man. Uh, but uh, just keep it. Let's keep it short. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. I, I can't, I can't critically say thank you to everyone that's been supporting me, man. It's just, it's incredible to seeing what, what everyone has been, been doing and been supporting me and mm-hmm. it's pretty much amazing. Right. And like I said, like, <laughs> stay with it cause it can be a fun trip. Yeah. So it definitely is a moment like we we, we love seeing um people evolve. We love seeing people grow. And and yes, in the in the past we 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 did we went to mainstream, we went to pop, we went to um got everyone in general. Um and and we were like um decided to go back with the mascot spoke go back to its roots and we literally um ha- um went back to our roots and now we have the parent of these sports podcast which is our sports related podcast and it's something to help jmb jmb um did the um corporate mascots sports mascots minor league and pro level he can't say his um pro team, uh, his major major league team, um, and and he wants to be a broadcaster after his mascot career. So I um we created the Penalty Sports Podcast so he can focus on that. He can learn. He can improve on it. And you can check our Twitch live stream watch alongs as he does a few games play by play. So how are we helping him reach his level to where he wants to be? Right. Um, we have 
a question from one of our YouTubers, and he's also a Mask of Support group member. Mm -hmm. So he's asking, um, Griffin Tube Eleven, what is the best advice would you give a twelve-year-old mascot? <laughs> I'm saying someone that's literally just beginning. Well, anybody want to take that one? <laughs> you know what? Scotsman is, is such yeah. a veteran. We can't really say where he's making mascots for. Uh, so, Scott, what would you say? I just say stick with it. It's it's hard, especially when you're young, with the way some of the costumes are built. It's better if you're bigger to get more, because you have to be, you know, out of this world to kids. So, like, bigger is better. At, at least what I think. Um, and when you're young, obviously you're not. You don't have that size and endurance and all that because it take, it's a, it's a lot. Um, that's what I would just stick with it and learn. Watch other mascots. I watch other mascots all the time, like Benny the Bull, constantly. Like yeah. those type of guys, just to get a little inspiration. You know, yeah. you know what, oh, I can I can do that in a in a costume. I'll try it out. I might hurt myself, but. <laughs> You know, it, it gives me more things to do, but it's just, you know, look for inspiration, stick with it. You know, once you find a good, once you find a good spot, like I've been with my current one for 11 years now, um, just because it's, it's a fantastic place. It's a nice costume. The fans are great. It makes it a lot better. Yeah, I think uh, there's been an interesting phenomenon, and I know you guys have seen it about the last four or five years with the mini me mascots. Uh, Slugger at Kansas City is one of my older designs. And there was a kid out there that did a, a little Slugger costume, or they may have built a little Slugger costume. But I've seen him do subsequent multiple mini-me kind of costumes. Um, the University of Delaware has a baby Udy. They actually have a small costume for a young Udy, uh, the Fighting Blue Hen character. So to be associated with any character and kind of step in there's groundwork now to be a mini mascot and learn uh, Jeremy Legg, who has Atlanta Mascot Productions, his sons perform as his mini me. He actually puts them in smaller costumes and they're training. That's how they're learning. So it's kind of an interesting road. It may be hard to find, but it's, it's an interesting concept uh, to present yourself as a mini mascot matched to a full grown costume. And there's a lot of skits. I'm sure you've seen Scott that people put on, uh, Robert Bowden used to do it a lot with Clutch down at uh, the Houston Rockets. He would bring in his twin sons into the skits, you know, and use them, which was training. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to see both of his sons wind up, you know, in a professional mascot capacity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we know we have Mini Mascot. That's, that's a.k.a. Nick. Um, and we have um, Mini Thunder. As well, and that's uh, and that's been uh, been done by just Justin, which, which, who was on our podcast when we had Dave Raymond on. So we we've seen these guys grown. We've seen Justin grown. We saw we seen we seen Nick grown. Um, a few other uh, members in uh, in the mascots of her group. Um, um, our friend member Aiden. Um, he's been doing it. Um. Since middle school, if I'm correct. So, like, we've definitely seen these guys grow, and we'd love to see, love seeing where they're going to be in the future. 
Uh, well, I know you had Dave Raymond on just recently, and he probably gave a plug for his mascot boot camp that travels around the country. But uh, particularly for younger performers, if you can check out Dave's site and find out if there's going to be a mascot boot camp near you, it's well worth your investment to attend it. He probably does the greatest base level training and entry you could get for training a mascot. And uh, that's another opportunity that you can look into. Okay. He is having another one in November, mm -hmm. and it's going to be at the Mascot Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's going to be limited um, spots. Right. I think he said only like 15 spots. That's it. That'd be about right for the size of his classes. But uh, it's an invaluable training if you can take advantage of it. So. And another one. Uh, he was asking is what are some let me go to it and share it for those who are watching what are some price affected ideas would you have for for having a custom custom made <laughs> custom made well I, I don't know about you Scott and Urban but I, I can tell you that uh, don't skimp on your costume that's one of the worst things you could do. I get I get probably one to two calls a month with somebody that bought a $500 costume online and they got it and it's not anything like what they saw because the people that do that steal the pictures. They've actually had pictures of my costumes for $500 that you can yeah. get and it's junk. We can't even fix them. We can't even do anything with them. The materials are so bad. The phones are so bad that we can't touch them. We can't even help them though. I'd like to, I can't do it. So don't skimp on your costume. That's um, like I said, across the board. I mean, costumes can run you anywhere from six to $12,000 right now for an average costume. I know it's a wide range, but that's, that's about what the industry is getting right now. And we're working six to eight months behind, like I mentioned earlier, just in getting costumes delivered. But um, if you can build your own costumes, and I've had people do that and do great, you know, but uh, get the good materials, build a good costume, you know, don't make it believe. You don't want people walking up and walking off, you know, because your costume, you know, is, is not up to snuff. So don't, don't skimp on your costume. It's, it's what people see. It's the magic that they buy. And then you just bring it to life as a performer. But, um, but yeah, don't, uh, like I said, if you're going to get a costume, get a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Alinko costumes, Alinko does have a video out of them ordering a knockoff. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And they compare the knockoff to theirs. The yeah. exact same exact the exact same mascot. The exact same everything. The head, head, everything. They they showed why you should not buy Right. from these um the knockoffs right so right. like like i respect all the costume character companies i'm saying the ones that have their own like mickey minis and all them <laughs> but like if i was like this if you're going to do it right do it right i know some i bet the licensing for disney is really up there <laughs> but like if you really want to do it do it yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's say um, 
Any final thoughts on this segment, Scott Irvin, that you want to ask, ask Tom? No. No. Well, anyone in anyone in the group in on YouTube? Because like I said, um I didn't mention in the beginning of the episode that we have a little um five star ranking system for if you call for if you call us mascots. So Tom, if you'd like to stick around and hear these, you're welcome to join to, to, um to join. Okay. Before we go into that, um do you have any final um thoughts or lessons, food for the mind, for up uh, for for designers, um, creators, mm-hmm. um, performers that you like to share? Well, just from my standpoint is whatever you do, have fun doing it. That's the best advice I can give you. It, it can be hard. Uh, it's just like Scott said, there are times that it's real difficult, but I tell people all the time, the reason I haven't retired is I thoroughly enjoy what we do. And that's across the board. I mean, that's from the designing to the, like I mentioned, the building to the making the friends that I've made on the performing side and the builders all around the country and in other countries. Uh, it's a fun business. Keep it fun. Keep it light. Uh, it will come around. <laughs> the most difficult jobs I've had, I'm scared to death. Uh, I've told a story about talking to the College Football Hall of Fame. And I walked in there with all the confidence in the world, tell them I could do them a, 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 a mascot for the hall. And when we were leaving, they said, oh, by the way, it can't be anything. It can't be a bear. It can't be an eagle. It can't be anything because we represent every single school. So what are you going to do? And I said, ah, sure, I'll come up with something. Well, I was scared to death. But when I finally broke through and came up with a fanatic-type character called Fumbles, it's half blue and half gray, I still didn't have that thing that I wanted. And I came up with this idea to make his ears goalpost with the flags on them. And it just made the character. And though I was scared to death, when I finally solved it, it was the greatest reward you can imagine. You think, wow, and it worked. And the, the boss, the character works. The mascot works. It works for the client. So whatever it is, have fun with it. When you come out the other end, make it fun. All right. So, Tom, thank you. First of all, I want to thank you so much for um, joining us. Thank you so much. Because this is something like, like I've been saying on my list, like, okay, who are these guys I really want to get on the, on the podcast? Right. Like these are mm-hmm. like wish list. Like, like I don't think this is going to happen. I'm saying, but like Dave Raymond, that happened. Like, Oh my God, that happened. Mm-hmm. And you were like my, my, my top two <laughs> to get on, uh, on the show because, um, the godfather of mass, like we can always say, like you both are the godfathers of mascotting. Yeah, um, you. Dave is the performing, you're the designing. Thank you very and, much. And like I said, a lot of people are asking us to bring more designers in. Sure. To the show. So, with that being said, before we do go into our next segment, I do want to um, like give a shout out to um our good friends all the energy all the energy keeps us energized on the podcast um if if you're feeling tired when you're performing you need a little extra um pick me up give all the energy a try um they're not bad in caffeine they will not keep you up all night they'll keep you focused and you'll feel good 
So if you use it with the code mascots at altysubs.com, you get 10% off on your order. It is powder based. So you can just put it in your bag, have it, and there you go. So Alti Energy, thank you so much for your love and support you've given us uh, all the last few seasons. So with that being said, um, I think we're going to do one of the conferences um, for this episode. So, should we do the American conference or should we do the Big 12? Big 12. Big 12? Big All right. 12. So, so, with the Big 12, they've had, I would say, some of the most change. It's a um, Big 16 now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Like, with all these new mascots. And, like I said, we're going to be making it nice and easy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, um, five, I'm going to say five stars. We're talking about this is top of the top. These are the kings of the, their conference. These are the uh, guys that the other mascots trying to be. Mm-hmm. If you say three, like three stars, two stars, those are the ones that we, we're going to be looking at. You know what? They need to up their game, be more social online, get them more out there. I'll say we're not saying that they're bad. We're just saying they need more presence kind of thing. Because we're not going to knock a mascot for being bad. Because it's not the mascot performer's fault. The mascot performer is there doing what they need to do. It's just that they just need the backing of their program to get them out there. That's how I look at it. Yep. So I say this is a no-brainer. A five-star mascot, Cosmo. BYU. Yeah. So, um, Cosmo, you have the Bearcat, which is one of the newer teams in a big role. So, if you think about it, Bearcat, back-to-back national champion. Mm-hmm. And he just switched um, to the big role. Those are two of my five stars. Scott, okay. who, um, who you have for your five stars? I would give uh, UCF Nitro a uh, five star. It's a amazing looking costume, and right. mm-hmm. uh, you see him everywhere. Um, I say him and like um, the Horn Frog TCU, the Horn Frog. I absolutely love that that costume. I wish I could perform in that costume. It's... I met the Frog. Is it? I met him once in Vegas. Every time I see it, I'm like, that's got to be so so much fun to perform in that costume. <laughs> I had UCF as my um as as my four and a half stars kind of thing. Right. Yes. I would say if I say five stars, everyone's gonna say, Oh, you're being biased, you're from Florida. Yeah. So four and a half stars. To be fair. Um Hokum, what's another one? I, I never really see as a as a flag bearer for the big girl conference. So those I see as their um and I feel bad if I don't say um um, Baylor University's 
both of them. Yeah. Because our, our boy Bishop, Mascot Sensei's daughter, used to do do characters for them. So I think you'll hear from him. What do you mean, Charlie? They're not five stars. <laughs> so that conference in general is, is almost like five to four stars overall. Mm-hmm. So, Irvin, what do you think? I would give uh well Wellberg and Wilma uh well no Wellcat uh the five, and then I'll give Swoop definitely a four, and then I would get Bo- Boomer and Son- Sonar from uh from Oklahoma a four, Big J a five, uh Wilma and Well Well uh yeah. Uh, Which ones are you blanking on? Wilbur. Wil- yeah, Wilbur. Yeah, Wilbur. And, uh, and, yeah, Wil- Wil- yeah, I'll give him like a, a three. So, you think they need to boost their so- social game? Yeah, they do. Like this, the only one mascot I'll say that maybe be, be the three stars for me is Pistol Pete. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give Hookum a uh, five. Hookum's doing good. Oh. Um, the only reason why I say uh, that about um, Pistol Pete is I don't like that style of a mascot head. Right. Like, right. like that gives me the creeps. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like when I when FAU played Oklahoma State in Oklahoma in Oklahoma. Like seeing that mascot up in person, like that that paper, like paper mache heavy head. I was like, that is creepy. That is creepy looking. Like it's that's actually, what, it's actually fiberglass. Fiberglass head. Mm-hmm. Like that is such that, that that creeped me out. Like, and the thing is, like, I had a thing when I was young of like logos, mascot logos, team logos that like creepy like red eyes or creepy eyes like that you're the living hell out of me right so like when i saw that that brought back a little memories i'm like oh of course with him with his pistols with his guns and all that i'm like wow let's make it most i think where the material is is the big thing in that because the red raider that Texas Tech is almost the same thing. It's just a cowboy with a big head, but material's different, and it looks a lot better, um, and probably even better than Foreman. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. It plays back to that human head character that you were talking about, and people accepting a character. So I think that's a big part of the social promotion of things: is how do the fans accept a particular character, and uh, if it's a character that you want to avoid. You walk around when you see it in public and you try not to get involved with it. That's that's usually a pretty good sign that they need to do more work. You want people to go to it. Uh, just I like, I like seeing mascots off that people swarm around and they want to get their picture made with it. That's a pretty good measure of how you're doing and promoting your mascot. So. Say, speak, speaking of people going around, Something interesting happened at Epcot this week in Disney. For the first time in decades, 
figment made his return. And when you talk about people getting around, guess how long the wait was? I think a guess, anyone? No, probably like two hours. Three wow. hours. People waiting three wow. hours to take a picture with Figment. Wow. Fast pass. <laughs> a lot to be said for they, that. <laughs> and there's no fast passes. Oh, quick. No no <laughs> but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they end up having a lightning lane for him because he shares the pavilion with Joy. Joy, I think I seen the videos. Joy had no line. Wow. Joy had no line until they cut the line figment. Then wow. everyone went to her. <laughs> so I was like, when you talk about ga gathering around, mm -hmm. it's true. Like, we connect with these characters. We connect um, mascots, characters. We connect to them. So, um, like I said, I know the ranking system was a little different than usual on it. On this one, but because there's so many mascots, so many leagues, so many divisions, we decided to, instead of ranking th top 32 or whatever it is 12, 16, 10, we're giving them like five stars because we want to see them boost to that five star level. And we'll definitely see how that will go. Right. Um, so next week, we will talk about the American Conference. Because that one, I'm still trying to figure mine out because I cannot be biased. Okay. Because my boys are in that conference. <laughs> so I cannot be biased. So I need a little more time on that one. So that'll be for next week. But before we do close off um, this podcast, um, does anyone have any thoughts, any says, any things that they, that they would like to say um, before we sign off? Inspirations and um, any anything in, in that standpoint? Because I know Scott, um, you've been doing this for um, so long. I am planning on having you come in and join us, and as a is um, because we cannot say what team you are with. I'm thinking to have you come in for our newest podcast coming up called The Joy of Entertaining. Because you told me your specialties is improv and physical comedy. Mm -hmm. So, and I would love to get into full detail with that with you. Um, so, um, I'd love to have you back on so we can talk about all those fun elements of performing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, I just like to thank you, Charlie, for all the part that you do. And like I said, we all we're all in this together uh, to make it work. So thank you for what you do for the whole for the whole industry. Thank you. Like I've been having a little rough time recently because I've been missing that. I've been missing performing. I've been missing. I feel like I'm going to cry again because I had a very strong cry last night. Because this is the time of year when I miss it, when I really miss it. And I love this business. I love what we do. I love everything about it. And, and, and I'm so proud of everyone. When I say everyone, like I, put, I give my heart and soul to all my crew, all my, all my teammates, 
my team here at the Mascots to Pro Group, my producers, my editors, my my marketing, um, my my co-hosts. Like it's been a few a tough few weeks, but um because I miss it. I miss this business. I miss it. I love it. I'm trying to figure out my future. I may be I may be going to moving to Vegas. So if there's any ma- any teams in the Vegas area that may be looking for a mascot performer or a coordinator, hit me up. So um and like always guys, um we wanna thank you guys so much for listening. Um make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. Facebook, Trend, TikTok, Twitch. Um, we're going to have exclusive content for you guys. We're going to have all the social media information, guys, for uh, Tom, International Mascots, Real Characters. Um, if, if Scott has anything he wants like us to share, we'll, we'll do that as well. Um, because we have a lot we have planning for you guys. Um if you're a mascot performer, make sure you guys um, find our Facebook, well, Facebook group for performers and entertainers. If you're on Patreon, great way to support the podcast so we'll be able to upgrade our production for you guys because this is our only our second time using StreamYard um, for this podcast. So, and we want to be able to boost the production, bring in these big, big guests for you guys. <laughs> And it looks like um, Total Wildcats that one thing I would like to say is always put passion first in what you do. You know, I like that saying. Like, and and of course, um, our good friend um, of the show, I must give a plug for him because uh, he has he's been working his booty off, and when I say working his booty off, not just in his furry yoga program, not just in his um podcasting and shows, he's putting on his very first convention in October in Canada. So our good friends at Possum Flukes um, are be having their very first convention. I want to make sure I give all the information correct because um, we love we love our friends at Possum Flukes and we love our friends at Furry Yoga, and and they have an event called M- Moonlight Mingle coming up very soon. And it's October 13th to the 15th, and it's happening in Canada. If you go to Moonlight Mingle, um, um, Possum Floofs, that's CA, backslash Moonlight, then Mingle, um, that's where you're able to sign up for this amazing, fun um, convention, convention coming up. So if you're in Canada, guys, please support them. They're good friends of ours. Um, we love we love them a lot. They're gonna have wrestling. They're gonna have 
um, drag shows, karaoke, dance parties, all that fun stuff. So, with that, guys, um, yep. one more thing. Any final, any, any final thoughts as we say goodbye, Irvin? No, not not really. Tom, uh, just enjoy it. Enjoy and the trip. Scott, yeah, and yeah. Scott, it's it's been fun. Thanks for having me. Um, I know my nephew's watching. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll see you again on another furry and fuzzy adventure down the line. And be awesome. Have fun. Make people smile. And take the cares. Take the cares away. I think I said it wrong. I was going to I was going to quote the music of Fraggle Rock, but I said it wrong. My bad. But have a good evening, guys, and good night. Thank you. Thank you.